Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, October 8th. So after another crazy day of COVID ridiculousness in Nashville and the Tennessee Titans and the NFL and the media and the fans, this will be my first rant on the 440. I am doing this off the top of my head because I am done with it. I'm absolutely done with it. There is too much arguing over over just complete and utter crap. And I'm not really angry at any one thing or one person or one behavior or one team or one entity. I am fed up with the entire thing. Because what is happening is a lack of common sense from everybody. I understand that there are legal ramifications in when the Titans may or may not have gathered and did the league put it in writing and did the players know. I understand that reporters need to track that stuff down and get it right, whether that's what day the Titans were told officially, when a memo was sent by the NFL, when teams had meetings. All that stuff is important, and I get all of that. But let's step back from every little detail that is now being argued about all of this. NFL, Titans, Titans fans, everybody, step back and let's use some common sense. Number one, if your company is told that it cannot be opened and the doors must be closed during a global pandemic, you don't go to large gatherings. That is just stupid behavior. I don't care if it was written down. I don't care if it was officially passed down to you. Does that affect the way the NFL might be able to levy punishment? Sure, but let's use some common sense. NFL, you're not off the hook here either. Let's use some common sense with you. If there's any debate at all about whether Titans players knew specifically and in writing whether they could or could not gather, even if it's dumb to gather, then you cannot levy harsh punishment on this team. Use some common sense, all right? We understand this is the first time that you've ever gone through this situation. The players, it's the first time they've ever gone through this situation. The media has never covered a situation like this. And we are through the looking glass on all of it. And I'm done with it. If the NFL does anything more than a fine, they're overreacting. If you do not have the capacity to understand that the Titans did something stupid, then I'm done with you too. And it's not just limited to one or two or however many outside fake practice gatherings. If you are not wearing masks in the facility and not reporting being exposed to the disease, you are doing something wrong. We, we, we have to step back and use common sense. It is 2020. It is an awful year full of awful things and people arguing and yelling about everything. So let's step back from all of it, all the facts, all the minutiae, all the details, all the semantics, all the legal ramifications. Step back and let's use common sense for everybody, for all parties involved. NFL, anything more than a fine is a dramatic overreaction by you. Titans, Titans fans, Titans players, why on God's green earth would you go practice in a large group, in a large setting, if you are not allowed into the facility so that we can figure out who has the disease and who doesn't? Again, Common sense should prevail here. Let's do the, let's do one thing. Let's get people healthy. Let's get them tested. Let's get them traced. Let's follow the rules smartly and let's apply the rules fairly and let's get football back. How about that? Meanwhile, on the other end of Broadway, while the Titans were busy being called into the principal's office, David Poyle and the National Predators used the second day of the NHL draft to totally clean house. The day began with a big trade that sent center Nick Bonino and two draft picks to the Minnesota Wild for forward Luke Cunning and one draft pick. 
Bonino was the Preds' best trade chip and cleared $4.1 million off the books for next season. Cunning, meanwhile, brings some grit and some toughness and an ability to dive into the dirty areas for a team that is in desperate need of some sandpaper. The 22-year-old plays with attitude, is known for his work ethic, and will be an asset on both the penalty kill and the power play. But Poyle wasn't done there as he placed Kyle Turris on unconditional waivers for the purposes of a buyout. The disappointing forward still had four years and $24 million left on his contract at a per-year cap hit of $6 million. Instead, the Preds will pay Turris $16 million to buy out the deal, which allows them to spread that $16 million over eight years for an average yearly cap hit of $2 million, also known as a $4 million per year savings. By moving Benino and Turris on Wednesday, Poyle freed up over $8 million in cap space to do whatever he wants whether that's go after free agents or make some trades or re-sign some guys that are in-house. Either way, the roster next season is going to look very different. In a matter of weeks, Kyle Turris, Craig Smith, Mikael Granlin, Nick Benino, Colin Blackwell, Dan Hamuse, Yannick Weber, and Steven Santini are all gone. Maybe this is a rebuild after all. After the Benino trade, which also cost the Predators the 37th and 70th overall picks in the draft, David Poyle clearly had a strategy with his remaining draft capital to restock his defensive core and to acquire as many Lukes as possible. After taking a goalie in the first round on Tuesday night, he used the remaining second round pick to select forward Luke Evangelista from the OHL London Knights. The handsy goal scoring winger is 18 years old and listed at 5'11 and 165 pounds. After using his top remaining asset to go after offense, Poyle then shifted gears and focused on the blue line. Nashville used their next three picks on defensemen, two of which were also named Luke. Clearly, the strategy was to grab an upside scoring winger early and then stock up on defense. And Luke's. The SEC announced on Wednesday that it had to move the LSU-Missouri game this weekend from Baton Rouge to Columbia, Missouri. And it wasn't because of COVID either. Hurricane Delta is bearing down on the Gulf Coast and is headed directly for Louisiana, with experts currently projecting a Category 3 storm to make landfall early Friday morning. The game was scheduled originally for 8 p.m. Central Time and now will kick off at 11 a.m. Central Time. The storm is actually scheduled to reach Tennessee potentially on Saturday, right in the afternoon, which of course is right in the middle of my four-year-old daughter's birthday party. So, cool job, 2020. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I'm Braden Gall. This has been the 440 for Thursday, October 8th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. Tyler.